We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech, that's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team, no heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hard true. If you feel the same, sing along to say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast of the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am one of your hosts for this wonderful podcast, but I have two fantastic co-hosts join me every episode when it comes to these geeky, nerdy things that we discuss. Uh, The first one, you know him, you love him. His name is MC Brooks. The second, you also know him. You also love him. His name is James Rambo. We are going to jump right into this topic because we got lots of things to talk about um, when it comes to video games. Now, it's not just video games. It's also video games that have become movies because of their popularity. And why do they suck for the most part? (laughs) There are a few exceptions to this, and we'll discuss that as well. But, like, I, I, I thought about this last night, and I was trying to figure out what it is about them that like is there a reason is there like a commonality that for the most part they're just not good and i was i was really scratching my head trying to figure out what it is about video games that doesn't translate to movies and and i can't figure it out because like the first one i think of whenever i think of i always think of the biggest video game super mario brothers and i think of the super mario brothers movie and how it was not anywhere near what the video game was like it was very strange it was very odd it was like i'm wondering if that was just like an 80s and 90s thing where they were just like yeah we're gonna get this property and then we're gonna do it nothing like the original content i also think a street fighter with jean-claude van damme which was garbage however i fucking love that movie (laughs) (laughs) i don't i i it's so it's so bad it's good um but I want to kind of hear from you guys, like if you have any theories as to why this is or just like your thoughts on this. But like, why is it that video game movies, for the most part, kind of suck? So you want to start us off? Oh, no, no, you can go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm actually interested in your thoughts. <clears throat> uh, because there is a singular aspect of video game, of the video game experience that you cannot have in your adaptation. And that is the gameplay. Yeah. Okay. The whole the whole point of playing a game is playing the game. You know, you you hope there's a great story. You hope there, you know, it's it's graphically beautiful. You hope that the music is good. You hope that um, the controls are tight. But it is a combination of all of these things. And so long as you have some balance, where you know maybe it plays a little better than it looks, or vice versa you're more willing to forgive certain things. Yeah. With a movie, with a TV show, with a movie in particular, you're taking what is a usually a multi-hour experience and already having to truncate it down to, uh, you know, hour and a half to three hours. Um, up until recently, an hour and a half to maybe two hours. Uh so you don't have you you can't rely on um well i you know i i got the visceral feel of 
running around a, a uh, hell spawn Mars and shooting demons in the face, uh, regardless of how it looked or um, how the uh, the prop the gameplay itself uh, 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 worked. Um, you only have the story, and particularly games from like I mean shit. I'd say like the the late '80s, early '90s, and back. The story was not what they were focused on. Not at all. Yeah. Um, you know, you were you were basically trying to string together as much of a coherent idea as to uh, prop your prop up your theme and and basically keep getting kids yeah. to pump quarters into this machine. The best story you could tell with eight pixels. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like, and there's there's the 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 way Mario looks comes back to specific practical decisions that Nintendo made because of the limitations of the technology. Like Mario has a mustache because if they didn't put one there, you wouldn't really be able to tell the difference between his nose and his chin. That's it. Um, it's the same reason that, that Toy Story was Pixar's first, first, first actual film because everything they made looked like plastic. So they're like, well, fuck it. Let's just lean into it. Um, huh. Wow. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that, but that makes a lot of sense. Yep, like... 100%. Uh, t- uh, Tin Toy was one of their, their earlier shorts. And when they were like, all right, let's see, we can we can do a full feature film um, with this technology. What should we do? And they were like, well, we can't really. Like, our textures look like garbage. Uh, everything looks like shiny plastic. So, like, fuck it. Let's just make them look like toys. Um it's not really until uh, the the RPGs and uh, certain platformers, basically as, as technology advanced, and you had more and more memory and more um, more space to actually do some storytelling, uh, you started to actually be like, oh well, let's let's sort of expand on this. Um, I mean, and that's not unique to to, to just story. Um, I mean, when Doom 3 came out, Doom 3 was the first of the Doom games where they were like, well, let's, let's actually put some focus on, like, the the sound design. Because they had been so worried about how it looked and how it played for so long that they didn't really care about how it sounded. Um, so that's where you first start getting into, like, really weird, creepy shit going on in the in the, um, the backgrounds. Like, you'll have, have, like, you'll go through a room, you'll hear, like, a little girl laughing. And you turn around, there's nobody there. So it would be stuff like that. Um but yeah, so it, the the expansion technology uh, allowed for that stuff. But yeah, that's where I I think that's the biggest hurdle was it, it is still um, with any kind of because games aren't just that's what it is. Video games have the potential to be a very powerful storytelling mechanism, right? But they do not exist exclusively to be a storytelling mechanism. There's a whole different way you experience games as opposed to novels, cartoons, movies, TV shows. Um, you're, you're engaged in a way that you aren't. There's a, um, I cannot remember his name. I think he's an Irish comedian, um, but he, he's a big uh, gamer. And he talks about how video games expect things of you that other mediums don't. He's like, he'll never be listening to a Beatles record and halfway through it'll stop and quiz you on what the last three songs you heard were. And if you can't get them right, you can't play the rest of the record. 
he's like, yeah. games will stop yeah. you short. <laughs> games will say like, well, if you can't get past this, that's really on you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, that's a really good point too. And I'm wondering if that's part of it is you give a video game to a director and you're like, hey, or, or a screenwriter and you're like, hey, write this. But like when they did, we're going to use Mario again as our example for right now. When was that movie? When did that movie come out? Let me look at it. Like 93, something like that. Released on May 28th, 1993. Yeah. Okay. So video games had really only become mainstream in the last, it wasn't even a decade at that point. Because it was mid '80s when they became a big thing in America. Yes, the yes, I get it. Like the, you would had the Atari before that in the '70s. You would had some um, arcade games, but like not like Mario. There was nothing like it before. Like that was it was that big, and they, I don't think that they really understood it. And especially too, because I I don't even know. Who I am now. I'm gonna have to look it up. But like the screenwriter, I'm sure the screenwriter didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Like, probably never played video games before. Like, it, it's, it, it doesn't make sense for them to have done that. Because, again, like, this is old school Hollywood. Like, Hollywood's not going to think about those sorts of things, are they? And so looking at the uh, the screenwriters, yeah. there's three of them, two of which I don't recognize, but one I do. Ed and Solomon, the one I yeah. do is that there you go. It's Ed Solomon. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I bet that he I bet that the best parts of that movie came from him. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean, Ed Solomon did Bill and Ted. Like, he did Bill and Ted movies. He, yeah. he wrote Men in Black. He wrote uh, Now You See Me. Like, he's a plenty talented screenwriter. Yeah. It's, again, I think that they were trying to do too much with it. But, like, I think that, that because I'll, I'll say this, too, there really weren't any good video game movies until recently. And they're starting to get better. Some of them are, I mean, like, God, the Resident Evil movies are fucking horrible. Like, they're, they have, like, they're very loosely based on the video games. And, like, they're, ugh. at one point, Mila Jovovich basically runs down the side of a building. Like, again, like Super Mario when he's got the superstar. Like, it, this, I don't know what they're trying to do. For, for, like, not only that, what's that guy, the German director, uh, Yui Boll, who Uwe directed... Boll. Oh fuck that guy! Um, but like, yeah, like. Do you do you know the 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 theory behind him? Oh yeah, like it's the, the, it's the same thing as the uh, producers. Like, if you make a bad enough movie, exactly, it's a yeah. tax write off. Yeah, like it's yeah, it, it's just it's good lord, it's it's just an absolute nightmare. Um, but like, MC, what about you, man? Like, what do you, do you think? There's a reason behind why they suck, or like, uh. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's a, a lot of it is is exactly kind of um, what Rambo said. I think there's also an element of uh, you know the people in charge of these movies not really having an, a care or real understanding of the property itself that they're adapting. Because um, I, I think we've one of the things I think we've seen a lot of in recent years on like YouTube. Like I, I spend a, a lot of time on YouTube. Um, there's this one channel, like we 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 all know that awful Avatar movie, not the James Cameron one, the the, the last Airbender one that came out in 2010 when with M Night Shyamalan. Directed, yeah, Shyamalan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 
people have collectively trashed that movie, and I like I, I spent about three minutes watching it before I realized, yeah, no, this is awful. This is terrible. Um, but I think like what we what what we've seen is like on places like YouTube where a lot of fans have gotten um, who care about the series, who care about these franchises and care about these series have put a level of care into some of the adaptations that I've witnessed. So like there's a channel called Reanime um, that, that um, recreated a live action version of a fight scene from the final season of uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. And you could tell that there was a, there was, they, they, had, a, they had a much better understanding of not only the characters and how they were being depicted, but how exactly they they should showcase the the powers and the abilities that each of each of the the, the characters involved had too. So I think I think one of the areas in which it's it, in which it's been bad is has been like that. I think for Holly in Hollywood's case in a lot of recent years and, and like this has been kind of my running theory behind a lot of previous superhero adaptations. Uh, before the 2000s was simply like, oh, we'll just put it like if we just do it. People will be happy that it's a thing that exists and they'll go see it. And like I, I could I, I that's I and I think we're at a point now where it's like, well, we can we can it's not unrealistic to want more from whatever you're going to try to adapt to the, the big screen. And. I think also too, just on some level, it also kind of depends on what exactly, what is what game you're trying to adapt and what exactly is being done. Because there are some there are some things that, and like Rambo brings this up when uh, when, when talking about like the Mortal Kombat film, that people complaining about the story when it's like, are you actually like, are you playing Mortal Kombat for the story? Like that, like we're <laughs> being serious here. Like this, like really, here like for really super tight narrative, <laughs> right? Like, 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 if there's a great story that accompanies it, then like, hey, awesome. But like, How can there you, possibly be a great story involving a fucking fighting game? I mean, well, honestly, there shouldn't be. Exactly. Yeah, it's not necessary. Yeah, like, like I said, like, for it, it, dep- <laughs> it really it depends on what you're adapting. Like I said, that's why I said I think it depends on what exactly you're adapting. If you're adapting a fighting game, people, it, it's like with Godzilla versus King Kong. Like you know why we're there. We don't actually care why they're fighting. We're just there to watch them fight, <laughs> and we want that shit to be super badass and dope. We don't care about the human characters. We don't care about what the. We don't care why they're doing it. We just want it to be good. And that's like for fighting game adaptations. That makes that makes the most sense to me. Like you're not watching it for a story, and if you're trying to, if you're gonna try to make a story out of something that doesn't necessarily need one, then that's how you end up getting not great or really terrible adaptations of games. Plus, there's also the added factor of like with some of the other with other game franchises, there's also the thing of just like there's some things you can do in games and in animated projects that you just can't do in real life. Like it just they just don't work. Or they can't work, and so stuff needs to be changed so that it can actually be adapted. And then people will complain that the adaptation doesn't look like it did in the game. Yeah, I um, I, I think that. Thank you. Um, I I also think that there's there's some um, we've used this, not this argument, but we've used this point before um, that you brought up, Rambo. I think this is the same James Gunn thing. I think this is the same. 
a lot of directors and a lot of writers are like, okay, you're tasked with making a movie about this video game. And they're just like, this is fucking stupid. So I have to change it and it needs to be realistic and it needs to be this and it needs to make sense. And they're not just buying into the thing. They're not like, they're still winking at the camera. Like they're not fully invested in it essentially. And like, they don't, you ha if you're going to do a video game movie, you need to just accept what it is and love it for that fact. And like, I think a lot of writers and directors don't, they don't take it seriously. And like, honestly, like the reason for this conversation is because they, they just announced that they're going to be working on a um, Bioshock. Is it movie or series? It's a movie. Ugh, see, okay. Halo, Which is Halo, already Halo like, in the series, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, that Bioshock is one of my favorite games of all time. And I'm hesitant because there's a lot going on. Can you make a good movie out of that? Absolutely. But like, again, that's a, you have to buy in completely to that concept in order for it to be good. And I don't know if they're going to be able to get that kind of commitment. And well, yeah, and, go ahead. Well, it's also, well, it's also, and, and like when you say that too, it makes me think of from a studio perspective, what, what is going to make more sense for them making a movie that will cater specifically to fans or one just in general that can make money. Yeah. And I think that also ends up fueling a lot of adaptations because, like, if you can merge those two, make something that will make fans happy, but also make it fun for people who may be unfamiliar with it, then awesome. But then the, the flip side of that, when it doesn't, that's generally when these adaptations fail because uh, so the, the studio will have to make a choice. Who are we going to cater to? Just the, the specific fans of this franchise or a general audience uh, you know, in hopes that they'll that we'll make something that looks good enough that they'll put their butts in seats. Yeah, and it's it's from a from a just a business standpoint, it doesn't make sense to cater just to the fans, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that you disregard their take on things, or you, it's important to examine why they find this appealing. Um, I'm I'm reading over the the Super Mario Brothers wiki page. And there's a hell of a block for development. But there's one quote that really stands out to me, and it's like, this is exactly why this failed. And it is... Uh, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, a couple of the producers and, and, and one or two of the screenwriters, screenwriters talking about it, saying, uh, they agreed their approach to adapting the video game should follow the darker tone popularized by the 1989 oh, Batman ooh. and 1990s yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Said, yeah, that's where um, they failed. <laughs> Mario is no, not the franchise for that. Do you guys picture? Do you guys picture like a like a studio exec with like a cigar in their mouth and like pulling it out of their mouth to talk to be animated? See, what the kids like is they like it when they make the movies dark. See, so we got to make this movie dark. Like, I mean, what you're saying right now is how we got Man of Steel. Yes. When when Batman Begins was super successful, Warner Brothers is like, oh. They want dark movies. And the next thing that was on their slate was they're like, well, we'll just make a dark Superman movie. I was like, that's not why this succeeded. Right. But they don't know how to take the right lessons from things. Um, but yeah, like the apparently the, the conceptually, the idea for the Super Mario movie was they wanted to they wanted to work backwards. 
Our take on it was that Nintendo interpreted the events from our story and came up with the video game. So they tried to do a, again, a, again, a grounded, realistic version of Super Mario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you look at that. They're, funny enough, what this Lightyear movie is, uh, the, the next Pixar movie, where it's supposed to be like, well, what what would like the 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 quote unquote realistic version of this look like? Now, obviously, in the right hands, that can work really well, but those hands have to be the right hands because if they're not, you can get some. Yeah, I mean, like a good a bad idea in the right in the in the in the wrong hands or good yeah. A bad idea in the right hands can do something inter- interesting. A good idea in the, in the wrong ones can fuck it up entirely. And, yeah, it, 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 again, it comes back to, to like, people, like, horror directors. People who know, like, I'm not here to wink at the camera. I'm not here to make fun of the, like, the people who came to see this came to see it because they're interested. They might, it might be a strong interest. It might be a weak interest. But they're interested. So why should I insult their intelligence while they're sitting down to watch this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, oh, it, it, the idea that you would immediately take pot shots at people who are dedicated fans of something before it even starts. Like, who are you pitching to? Who, who is who is this joke for? It's for, and, it, and it's, 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 it, it also comes back to the fucking Big Bang Theory versus community thing. Big Bang Theory makes a D&D joke. The joke is that they're playing D&D. Like you're, you're making fun of the people that you should be trying to encourage to embrace your idea. Like what, what are you hoping for there? And it, it's, oh, we're going broad and everybody knows that nerds are stupid. And boring and goofy and it's funny to make fun of them so that's what we'll do all right, all right well good luck with that but yeah for anybody who's interested the the super mario brothers wikipedia page is a wealth of information yeah apparently at one point dustin hoffman wanted to play mario <laughs> and and nintendo was like now nah, we're good uh schwarzenegger and michael keaton were both approached to play koopa both turned down the role um uh, can you imagine Schwarzenegger as Koopa? Tom oh, Hanks Lord. was considered for the role of the Ouija, but a string of recent box office failures dropped him from consideration. Yeah, Joe versus the volcano. No, we're not doing this, bud. That's so <laughs> funny. He must have done Forrest Gump like right after this release. Yeah. Yeah. 93? Yeah, because Forrest Gump was yeah. what, 94, Five? 95, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. That's fucking funny. Wow. <laughs> like a quote from Hoskins, uh, Bob Hoskins, who played Mario. I done Roger Rabbit. I done Hook. I didn't want to become like Dick Van Dyke. Hoskins wondered how he would prepare for the role, saying, "I'm the right shape. I've got a mustache. I worked as a plumber's apprentice for about three weeks and set the plumber's boots on fire with a blowtorch." <laughs> 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 fucking Bob Hoskins, just like, man. All right. Uh, yeah, they, they, apparently they were going after Bob Hoskins really hard for this. They're like, no, no, we really want to get you to play Mario. And, like, there's a version of that movie that could be really cool, but it ain't the yeah. one we got. Yeah. 
Oh, oh well. It's like Maybe. a fun watch in a tear bad way. Yeah. I'm not watching it because it's good. I'm sure. just entertained by how hey. bad it is. Hey man, you can find some joy. Whatever works. <laughs> hey, there's fucking fucking um what's his name um the guy who played koopa why am i blanking on his name right now dennis, dennis hopper uh, dennis hopper dennis hopper has a fucking great line about that movie because he was talking to his kid and his dad is like or like he's talking to his kid and the kid's like dad why did you make this awful super mario brothers movie it was just just god awful and he goes well you know like this is what dad does this is how dad makes a living and you know you need new shoes so i had to get you some new shoes and the kid goes i didn't need shoes that bad dad <laughs> oh man just like yeah it was just it was ugh, the, the fucking movie there's um, a on, on a similar vein um someone asked michael kane about jaws the revenge which is notoriously one of the worst jaws movies uh that he is in and his response was i've never seen it but by all accounts it is terrible however i have seen the house that it built and it is terrific <laughs> <laughs> I got to get paid, man. That's like that's some justification right there. Um, all right. So let's do this. Um, let's talk about video game movies that we actually like. Like which ones do we do we enjoy? And not just ones that are good, because there I already mentioned one that I love that's fucking horrible. Um, but also like, hey, what are some ones that we love? But what are some good video game movies that have been made or series? Because that's my first pivot right there. The Witcher series is really goddamn good. I, you Absolutely. know what? I, you're, you're, you're 100 right. I think we should stick with movies though. Okay. I think we should stick with movies because it, it there's, it, it, it gives us a little more of a challenge. It does, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I would probably say Detective Pikachu. I was just about to say. See, I, I, I was think... gonna ask about that though, because <laughs> is that is that a video game or was oh. it a card game first? No, it was, all, it was a game. It was a video game first. Was it, it the card? Yeah, Pokemon. Yeah. And ultimately, was, that's 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 literally me like looking I, for semantics because Detective Pikachu is fucking amazing. Yeah, no, no, a thousand, a thousand percent. Um, for for me, it it for me, it's it's the best we've seen because it doesn't like it doesn't try to be anything that it's not. And I also know that they worked hand in hand with Nintendo I think Nintendo for like four years before they even filmed it just to get the design of the Pokemon correct just to make sure that, that like we weren't we, we wouldn't get any original version of Sonic things happening with that Detective Pikachu movie that like they were going to make sure that everything that they, they got the designs and everything correct and that you know that Nintendo would be happy with the depictions that they used for that movie Son of a bitch! It was a game first. Yeah. Yeah, I play. I played in fifth grade. <laughs> Pocket monsters, red and green. Yep. I I do want to point out too that the other reason for this conversation today specifically is the Tom Holland, um, Mark Wahlberg, um, Uncharted, Uncharted, Uncharted just came out. Yeah. So I'm curious about that. Like, I've, I saw. I've seen some tweets uh, from people really praising it. I've heard that. What it was do you good. mind? I'm, yeah. Uh, friend of the show, Daryl Mansell, who is a professional film reviewer, uh, saw it and referred to it as one of the most, like one of the most successful uh, uh, video game adaptations he's ever seen. That's awesome. I did because I, I, I definitely want to see it. 
I'm familiar. I'm familiar enough with Uncharted. I've, I've I've never finished any of the games, but I've, I'm familiar enough with it that I feel like I have enough knowledge to go see it. And like a lot of the reviews I was I, I was seeing said that like Holland and Wahlberg have like gr- like really great chemistry on screen. That the the way they did do the puzzles like really mirrors the games and whatnot. And that seems that seems really awesome. So I'm I'm definitely curious. Yeah, I am. I am too, because I enjoyed those. And like, I wasn't even a PlayStation guy; I was an Xbox guy. But like, I remember like basically like we did a system swap. One of the guys that worked at the GameStop with me, and I borrowed his PS3 for a while and got to play Uncharted. I really enjoyed the hell out of that game. And so like, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, so I mean, we're we're starting there. I will... Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah. So. When we're talking video game movies, because I'm looking through a list right now. I, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to find good ones, man. I really am. I, like, I will I will reluctantly add Sonic the Hedgehog to that. Like, because <laughs> I, I have a lot of issues with that movie. It's seemingly because, like, if you break it down to its core, what's the one thing anyone plays Sonic for? You, to see him run really fast and collect rings? What's the one thing he doesn't really do in this movie? Run around really fast because he's taking a fucking road trip from, uh, I think, like, <laughs> Iowa to San Francisco in a fucking car. Like, <laughs> come on. But the video, the, the the aspects, like, there is a lot of, like, nostalgia and fan service stuff that they do add in that is really fun. The final act, I actually think, is is really fun. And very video game and very video game like in terms of like that final battle with Eggman. Um, and like you can tell that they they really were just kind of playing it safe in terms of what they were what they were deciding to do. Um, and I'm hoping that like all the prom- all the promotional material for the sequel is they like they're they're leaning like, you know, like. Sonic 2 and 3 don't really have stories, but that like th- there is one that you can kind of get from Sonic 3 in particular, and that kind of seems like what's being adapted here. And so it feels like there's high chance that this could actually be really good. But I saw how the first one I saw I saw how the first one happened, and I saw Sonic do make fart jokes and do that um that one weird dance that that kid did. I can't remember the name of it, but you know, it's, it's all on Fortnite. Oh, not. Yeah. Fucking floss. Dude, yeah. It's floss. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Do <clears throat> the floss multiple times in that movie. And just like, yeah, just it, frustrating, but it did really well. I don't know if the pandemic has something to do with it. <laughs> um, but just in general, like it, it did really, it did really well. There are aspects of it that were fun, and it got a second movie, and it just got greenlit for a third one before the sequel is even out, and a series on Paramount Plus. So, like, I feel like it is deserved to go in there, even if I personally have issues with that movie. Rambo, what say you, my man, as far as video game movies are concerned? Because honestly, I'm looking through this list. <laughs> like and I am not finding really any that were good. Where I'm yeah, like, I, I really <laughs> like this, or like this is a good movie. Like, are there any animated ones? Are there any animated, like, ones? Um, there any there animated films? A bunch of animated ones, and that yeah. that's, that's something that we all, we shall also um, 
one that's just interesting to explore is like, well, why are the animated ones seemingly so much better? Because we say Pokemon movies, there's a bunch of Pokemon movies. And yeah, and they they did really well. And uh, I want to say the the original the original one is like, I think it's like um, like the top rated anime film in the U.S. Just like all like like all time. I want to I want to I want to I want to say it's it's that Um, because it it made a boatload of money because it came out at the height of Pokemon fandom in 98. Um, 172,744,662 dollars worldwide. Dang. Yeah. So I know it did really well. And like there, I mean, those were fun. They were they were they were they were good um, for for what they were. I think it's also important. Like there's Pokemon is is a special case so i'm not trying to dismiss it but it, it's it's special in that it was you're you're you factually we know uh, now that uh, uh it was a video game first but it was also like all of those things all kind of hit at the same time like the mm-hmm. the card game the video game the anime so it's it's a sort of a special case in that like they weren't really adapting a game as it was all of those things were developed seemingly simultaneously. And, and honestly, if we're, if we're being completely honest, Pokemon is, a, is, is essentially a ripoff of another popular series, Digimon. Digimon came out first. It, Fuck it, off. It came, what? It, it, it came out a number of years before yeah. Pokemon did. That's like, that's like Hydrox po- came out before. And it's Hydrox and Oreo. That's yeah, so exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, po- po- Pokemon was was literally it's literally a ripoff, but it just it just happened to be the one that blew the fuck up. Damn, that's fucking wild. I um I'm looking through this list. All right, all right so I got so nothing. You <laughs> mentioned you mentioned a an absolutely terrible franchise earlier, which is a Resident Evil franchise. Yep. It is god awful. Yep. Except the first one. I really enjoy the first one. I feel like the first one was. Oh, it, is that it, the one with the they're in like the lab or whatever and like. Yes, the, it's it's that one wasn't horrible. Yeah, all right, <laughs> okay. It's it, and that's the thing. It's it's it starts very similarly to the very first first game. Um, it's more like a lot of little illusions and things to stuff, and. There are a couple of like, the same monsters, but really the way it works, like, one of the main reasons it's as successful as it is, is because it's not trying to do a straight adaptation of one of the games. It is pulling from the stories overall and taking what, what they need and leaving everything else behind. It is no coincidence that the director of this movie also directed Mortal Kombat. Like Paul W.S. Anderson, you can say a lot about that dude. He he does know how to take silly shit and build something from it. Yeah, uh, like it Alien might not be yeah. best thing, but he'll make something for you. Um, I think the first one is successful in that it is in the same way that the first Mortal Kombat movie is leaning into the whole like. This is, you know, uh, Enter the Dragon, but like more supernatural in places, you know, obviously not at the same quality, but the first Resident Evil movie is like, it's fucking creepy. It is 
like monstrous and messed up and bloody and violent. Um, that movie broke a record for, and it might still be holding it. At this point, I'm sure that record's been broken, but it held a record for a couple years for longest single take uh, with an actor on fire. The, <laughs> yeah, Eric Mabius, when there's the scene where they're in, they come into the room and uh, there's this one big room and there's all these like sort of like cryo containment units um, that eventually like they cycle back to later on. Uh, and it's when all the zombies show up. Um, and Eric Mabius' character is crawling under one of those to get away from a zombie and his leg catches fire. And it's it's, it's funny because you're like, oh, man, how long does it happen? It's like three seconds. But he's not a stuntman. He's not wearing like a protective fire suit. He is an actor wow. and he is on fire. <laughs> and, like that's a big deal. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I think that it, it took itself serious enough without being like super and, and not being super over the top. Um, it shied away from some of the, the, the goofier stuff and a lot of the Resident Evil uh, movies or games rather. Um, and then immediately afterward, from the second movie on, it is just a fucking cartoon. It is so silly and so big. Like, me and Katie have talked, we, we during quarantine uh, for the last couple of years and all during all this crazy bullshit, we've gone through a couple different film franchises, and we've talked about Resident Evil. And we watched the first one, and I, I did still really enjoy it, but I'm like... Do I really want to watch the rest of these fucking movies? <laughs> like, I, I want to see the new one, uh, Welcome to Raccoon City. Like, that looks kind of cool. But do I really want to watch Mila Jovovich movies? Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, and, and and then funny enough, similarly, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat is one I, I would say is is one of the better. Um, I know how show one of the best, one of the best video game adaptations. It's not a great movie, but it's a lot of fun. Conversely, Mortal Kombat Annihilation is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and it is a direct sequel. It has some of the worst fucking CG I've ever seen put on celluloid. It is so fucking ugly and so silly, like just across the board. It is a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I know we're out of time, but I, I found a list okay. from IMDb with video yeah. game, like the with animated films. Oh, yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we didn't even mention that I, I totally forgot about. Like there's a yeah. Tekken, there's a Tekken animated movie from 98. There was a live action DOA movie. Yes, there was. Yes, I'm there like, was. <laughs> Do you remember who directed it? I was just looking at it. Hang on. Let me who, who directed it? Same one who directed Postal, same person who directed In the Name of the King, same person who directed House of the Dead, Uwe Boll. Oh, no. Hang on. <laughs> isn't, a House of the, isn't, House, isn't House of the Dead based on the game franchise? Yeah, mm -hmm. that rail shooter that you... Like, yeah. yeah. I used to love that. I played the fuck out of that on my Dreamcast. Yeah. Dude, oh, yeah, no, was... he... If, if For a long time, if there was a video game adaptation happening, Uwe yeah. Boll did it. Yeah. Yeah, because it didn't need to be good. It just needed to be a movie. It just needed um, to be made. And hopefully yeah, it yeah. wouldn't make money. <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot Ratchet and Clank had a movie. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and like, it was animated. Like, why was it not good? I'm surprised. I don't know. I mean, truly, I never saw it, so I can't speak to the quality. I, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. And we, 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 we obviously forgot this gem of a film, the Angry Birds movie. Ugh. <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Which has, like, a solid <laughs> ass, too. Yeah, it I'm does. like, I don't need... I don't want to see I don't that. I don't care. A fucking story about a mobile game. Like, no, exactly. Like, the okay, so the only ones that I saw that, like, I actually enjoyed, again, that Street Fighter movie, like, with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia, and honestly, it's all Raul Julia. Like, he just, he's like, and, and we found out in retrospect, like, unfortunately, you know, like, the guy was dying. And, yeah. like, he was not doing well. But, like, he gave 110% in that movie in that goofy-ass bullshit and, like, was just, like, give me all of the scenery. I'm chewing it all. And, like, that fucking line when he goes, he goes, he goes, the day that M. Bison came to your town <laughs> and murdered everyone is the big is the most important day in your life. And for me, it was a Tuesday. Was I'm like, Tuesday. fuck! <laughs> like, yes. He just kills it, man. Like, you know, he looks at Sagat at one point who has an eye patch and he goes, well, obviously they're doing that, but could you not see that? And covers his eye with his hand. Like, just, just, just a really great article um, that Polygon put out like, fuck, like 10 years ago at this point about that movie, specifically about the, I think it's an oral history of Street Fighter. Um, and it just goes through like the full breakdown of like here is why that movie ended up being the movie we got, and a huge part of it was Capcom's unwillingness to let them just make a movie. They had to make their Street Fighter movie, <laughs> and so they kept pushing for more characters. More. Why aren't they doing all the all the special moves from the game? Like we need more of this from the. And it's like because that just doesn't necessarily translate. And Steven D'Souza, who uh, directed it was most famously known as a screenwriter at the time and had written a bunch of really good movies, uh, kept trying his best. He just kept trying, like, please just let me fucking do my job. And it is, it's fucking wild to, to hear like just how much interference there was, um, from, from honestly, from all sides. Um, and talking about, and Raul Julia comes up as being like consummate professional, did every possible thing he was supposed to do whenever he was asked, uh, was working harder than anybody else on set. Um, yeah. Yeah. (sighs) I I remember, um, what was it? Final Fantasy seven Advent children. Advent Um, children. Yeah. I like, I loved that. Cause I love that. That was, that was, oh yeah, that, that was, that was really good. Yeah. But that's that's all I got. Good. I was gonna say that just that that one scene of Tifa fighting. Um, I don't remember who it was in the church. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Molly, oh. Wap, Molly Wapping dude before she got her ass kicked in the end. <laughs> I, I, think, I, I, <laughs> go ahead. I think Advent Children is gorgeous, but it is a fucking mess. Oh yeah, like the plot of that movie. I don't even remember what it was because it, it wasn't it wasn't supposed <laughs> to be a. It was like a sequel to Seven, right? But I, I don't even remember how Seven ended. It had something to do it's with been, like it, Sephiroth clones or something, and I was like, "Wait, wasn't this the plot of the game?" Like, I oh, honestly can't remember whatever. if it's a sequel. I don't remember or, or takes place concurrently. Who knows? I think it, I, I feel like it's I feel like it's after because Aerith is still dead in that timeline. But I feel like don't her and Zach like show up at the end or something or like Cloud like dreams them or 
I don't remember. I have no idea. It's been it's been a really really long time since I've uh um since I've since I've seen that um yeah yeah but yeah I mean like you know we talked about it a little bit earlier animated films are able to you know, are for some reason are more able to uh, uh ably adapt video games and. I, the only thing I can figure is it still kind of ties back to the like the horror movie thing is animation in general is seen as sort of lesser and like not more adult. And so they're like, well, all right, well, you know, we're doing crazy shit. So basically, yeah, let's do some crazy shit like this is just how this works. Um, whereas live action is seen as, you know, it, it having to be more grounded, having to be more realistic, having to be more set in reality and it just gets in the fucking way. People don't take animation yeah. seriously as live action, unfortunately. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I think it has a lot to do with it, for sure. So, that being said, uh, folks, I hope you enjoyed the one to two movies that we listed that are actually good video game adaptations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, and honestly, I think what's going to happen is, is we're going to start seeing more things like Uncharted. We're going to start seeing more ver like versions of these movies that came out good it's really a shame that they've tried tomb raider multiple times and it just still just doesn't come out right for whatever reason like they tried it with I, well I, yeah like I've, I've heard mixed things about that that movie but it did well enough that it at least at one point i don't know if it still is but at yeah. one point a sequel was in the works yeah because yeah. um because like a lot, a lot of the criticism i saw from it was really just people complaining that the woman was not as shapely as um, as, uh, <laughs> as as she, as Lara used to be when Angelina Jolie <laughs> did those terrible they movies. Literally, in the early they literally they literally did that. That was a mistake. If if you if you ever like go into the history of the original Tomb Raider game, right? At first, she was slim, and somebody like was goofing around and like was like, "What if we made her have big, ridiculous, triangular boobies?" And then they were like, "Fuck it, let's do that." And like again, like. It was it was kind of a joke, and the fact that people are like, well, you know, she's not a shapely. Who the fuck cares, man? Like, ugh. But yeah, the, <laughs> it's so stupid. It really is. Yeah. But yeah, it, I mean, it's. I, I again, I wish we had a Bioshock series, and we'll talk. I mean, again, because The Witcher has come out great. Uh, I'm trying, and I'm pretty sure Halo is going to be really good, anyways. Because it looks it's, fucking it's, cool as shit. I'll yeah, yeah exactly. For sure. Exactly. So it'll it'll be something, you know, like it'll be exciting either way. No matter yeah. what, it's going to be fun. Um, Pablo Schreiber is fucking I've said this. Master Chief. Like, I'm down. Say, say what now? Yeah. Pablo Schreiber is playing Master Chief. Like, I'll oh, watch that dude. Oh, awesome. He's fucking nice. And he's been like posting yeah. on, on like Instagram and shit. He's like, he got jacked. Wait, hang on. Hang on. Porn Stash is playing Master Chief. Are you serious? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that is the greatest thing it. I've ever heard. I love That's fantastic. <laughs> This is the, at least the second time you've tied an actor in in current popular media back to Orange is the New Black. <laughs> it's, a, it's a benchmark, okay? Like, we it's not my fault about, that Adebayo was also tasty, and we tasty is so fun to say. And you're okay. like, fucking tasty's in that show. <laughs> I mean, it's true, you know? Also, like, also, fucking fun fact, do you know who Pablo Schreiber's brother is? Uh, Leave Schreiber. Lee Schreiber. Yeah. Fucking, when I heard, I was like, what? what? 
<laughs> oh, you, you, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my fucking mind. Yeah, I can't, I researched that a while ago. I looked it up and I was like, looked up his uh, IMDb. Cause I was like, where have I seen this guy before? He was also on uh, Law and Order SVU and he played this like psychotic killer. Um, and in like a bunch of episodes, but like, I mean, it, and then I, he was, he was, uh, he's, he's the arguably the lead in the second season, the wire. Yeah. Um, he was in, uh, most recently he was in, uh, American gods. Yeah. Um, he, he's done a lot of shit. He really has. Yeah. And like, I remember looking him up and I was like, and then it said like brother Lee. I was like, no shit. Oh, well the same last name. Okay. And I was like, but Holy shit! And then I looked at them both, and I was like, "Okay, I can see it." But like, yeah. man, both them, both them motherfuckers can act. Yeah, when you know, you're like, "Oh, yeah, okay, that tracks." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I'm so I'm so in for Halo now because like, I there's no way he would do it, but like, if he takes off the helmet and he's got a mustache, I'm like, "Fuck, there it is." Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Have you seen the trailer? No, I haven't. But I'm gonna Watch do that trailer. as soon as we're done with this. Yeah. yeah Watch the trailer. Looks really good. Does it? Yeah, I'll, I'll um, definitely check it out. Yeah. And yeah, there's there's some things about like I know that a lot of people did, did really didn't like this movie, and I, I part of me also wonders like how many people actually fucking saw the movie. But the RoboCop remake, there are some similar themes. Are there? Yeah, I really I, dug that RoboCop movie. I I love the original, like the first because I the second and the third are just hot trash, but like. The first one directed by uh, Verhoeven is just a work of art. And like, because of that, I didn't like the new one, but like I've gone back and watched it again recently. I, th I want to say it was after a conversation I had with you Rambo. And like, it's, it's not a bad flick. It's got some, it's got some really interesting things to say. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you though. I think a lot of people don't like it because they never saw it. I, I, yeah. And there was like a big knee jerk. And there was a an unwillingness to step step you know step back from the original. Yeah. And like I've heard a couple of people be like, oh well, it doesn't it doesn't do the the same kind of satirical stuff that the first one done. Like, oh, you didn't watch the movie. Yeah. Because it absolutely does. There's a ton of satire. The whole like the whole like um, drone strike thing. Like Sam was Jackson really... is Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how else to explain that to you. Yeah. The villain of the movie is fucking Steve Jobs. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. There. Yeah. And again, too, the whole the whole commentary on the drone strike thing I thought was like really Fuck really yeah. smart. Yeah, I really enjoyed the shit out of that. Um, that being said, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up for this week. Uh, we appreciate you, all of you, wonderful, lovely people out there who continue to listen to our podcast and share it with all of your friends and loved ones. We appreciate you so very much. So, folks, we will be back next week. We will be talking about the book of Boba Fett. Um, for better or for worse, uh, we'll be talking about that. Um, we'll have lots of other awesome content. Uh, there's a new podcast coming soon from somebody that you know and you love that you've heard on these airwaves before. We're keeping it secret, though. So it's going to be a really, really cool reveal when we uh, tell you guys what's exactly going to be happening with that. Uh, but make sure you follow us. Make sure you're following us on social media. We've got a Facebook page. We've got a Facebook group. We've got Twitter. We've got all of those fun social media things. In fact, we're trying and working and discussing doing more stuff on social media. Um, so make sure you stay tuned to all of our different streams that we have going on there. But for all of us here at uh, Ab Diner, that's myself, uh, Mike Lunsford, that's NMC Brooks, that's James Rambo. We love you. We appreciate you. And remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Because I hate for the
Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. I